0: Hey, man, this is Mike Salen with another Men's Ministry Moment. Thank you for joining me as we look at insights, ideas, and information regarding ministry. We are already in the sixth month of the new, of this year. It seemed like yesterday, when I was a junior high student, I was counting the years to the new millennium. It seemed like a long time before the millennium back then, I even wondered if I would ever get to see that magical year. Now, here we are now in the 21st year of that new millennium, and I'm now counting the years to my 100th birthday. (laughs) Now, I I don't know if the Lord will allow me to see that, but I do know that no matter how old you are, we need other men in our lives. Men by nature are isolations. Some of you may be thinking as I said that, I disagree with that. I like hanging out with other men. I mean, I hunt with other men. I go fishing with other men. I attend ball games with men. Man, I, I'm even involved in the men's ministry of my church. I am not in isolationist. Well, that may be true. But what I mean by being in isolation is, is that we like to keep things to ourselves. We don't wear our feelings on our sleeves. We don't share our struggles with other men. Because we are strong men, and we don't want to be seen weak. I don't want people, especially other men, to know that I struggle with life. Well, join the club. We all struggle with life, whether we want to admit it or not. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse 9 tells us, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. And verse 10 tells us, For if either of them falls, the one will lift up his companion. Then at the end of verse 10, it continues by providing a warning to us about not having someone there to pick us up. It says, but woe to the one who falls when there is not another to lift him up. The scripture truth here is that every man needs another man in his life, regardless of who he is. A man that can pick him up when he falls A man that can encourage him during his struggle. A man that can be a sounding board, a counselor, a mentor. Many years ago, I was told that I need three types of men in my life. And that has stuck with me. As I get older, I see the wisdom in this and why God gave Solomon the wisdom to write the encouragement in scriptures for a man to have another man to walk beside him. What are those types of men? They all come from Scripture. Their names are synonymously associated with what they are to a man Paul, Barnabas, and Timothy. Zig Ziglar used to tell a story about how Belgium horses are trained to work together and how it made these incredible animals so much more effective. A Belgium horse are, is huge, he is, he is a powerful animal. And in fact, one Belgium horse can pull more than 8,000 pounds. The weird thing about it, though, is if you put two Belgian horses together, they don't just double the amount they can pull. They triple it to 24,000 pounds. And if you spend some time training them to work together, a unified pair can pull a whopping 32,000 pounds. That's four times what a single horse can do. The story reminds me that connections are powerful and not just for Belgium horses. Men need healthy relationships to win at life too. Five years from now, you will be the same person you are today, except for maybe the books you read and the people you meet. In other words, we need accountability and support that comes with others investing in our lives. I've heard leadership and relationship coaches say that everyone needs a teacher, a student, and a friend. As Christians, that is where we might tweak it just a little bit to say that everyone needs a Paul, a Timothy, and a Barnabas. Your Paul is, is the mentor who pours his life and wisdom into your life, or your Timothy receives the same blessings from you. I enjoy sitting at the feet of people who are further along the journey of life than I am, and I have had some influential mentors through the years. I have had developed a desire to pour my life into someone else, which encourages me. But one of the best decisions I've ever made is to surround myself with an incredible group of Barnabases, friends. On the first Thursday of the month, I meet with about eight other men for breakfast at 8 a.m. for about 90 minutes investing in one another. We talk about struggles together. We study scripture together. We read books together. And basically, we've done life together for more than a decade. I'll be honest. I get a lot of criticism and crazy hate mail, but most of it doesn't faze me a bit. Those people really don't know anything about me. But if a member of my group calls me out, if a member of my Barnabases calls me out on something, I take it very seriously. Their words carry almost as much weight as my wife's words. Why? Because they have invested in me and they have earned the right to speak into my life. God's word through each of our relationships uh, continues to live. He works in us continuously. He uses a Paul to guide us. He uses a Timothy to help us to mature. And he uses a Barnabas to challenge us. In response, we should always be learning, teaching, and loving. So here's my final question to you. Who are the men in your life? Join me next time on another Men's Ministry Moment. God bless.